Greetings, everyone. Again, this is Pastor Sammy L. Edwards coming from you from HCC, Hosanna Christian Church, uh, Hosanna Christian Community Church. Also, um, I want to talk today about when enough is enough. But I want you to listen to a song that uh, really lifts my spirit so much. And it's, it's, it has a deep meaning to it. So just, just listen to it for a minute. Don't you 
That was a song that really lifts my spirit up, lifts my soul up. It's called Let Me Lean On You by the Soul Messengers. And you can find them on YouTube. Uh, I mean, when you play these guys, boy, they would definitely lift you up. When you're having a bad day, just go ahead and turn that song on and just trust in what they're saying that only thing you got to do is lean on Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's go to prayer before we get started. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come today. We ask that you look upon our state, Lord, forgive us for our sins. Keep us humble as we only know how, Lord, and keep us with a sane mind, an understanding heart, and quick ears to hear. Oh, Lord, let us be slow to speak, and when we are speaking, let us have the mind of Christ. And, oh, Father, we thank you for the time we've been upon this earth, which you have made for us all. And, Lord, as we surrender ourselves, we surrender to you, we surrender to the word of God, that it will direct our lives, direct our path, lead us straight. And we pray, Lord, when we all our work is done, that we'll find a resting place in your kingdom. Father, we thank this, that you continue to bless the families all in this, in this country, this world. And, Lord, look upon those who have sinned. I pray, Lord, they will come to understanding of who you are and would ask, Father, forgive me for I have sinned against you. And that, O oh Lord, you look upon them and forgive them. We thank you, Lord, for this day and for many days to come. We ask these in Jesus' name, and thank you. Amen. Today, we're going to talk about when enough is enough. <clears throat> I know we, we ran across a, a lot of things when we say, you know, I've had enough, I've had enough of that, I've had enough of this. Even your kids make you mad and say, I've had enough now, that's it. I'm about to pick up me a baseball bat. I'm about to pick up a switch. I'm gonna pick up a, a belt. I'm gonna about to do some some rough things if you don't behave yourself. Well, that's same as it is in our adulthood. You know, we we do things that we shouldn't be doing, and then God say, "Okay, enough is enough." Now, those who I love, I'm a chastise. That's mean. I'm gonna pick up my belt and I'm gonna whip you. Okay, so we got to have a, a, a an idea. To know that when we've had enough, we really had enough. But we got to push through even more when we think things are real bad and they're and they're they're back. They got us backed up into a corner. We got to say, wait a minute. I'm not gonna allow this to happen because Satan is not my ruler. My God is my ruler. My God is the one who's directing my path, who's lifting me up, who's putting me on the right path to go. And if my path is crooked, he'll make it straight. And so I'm so thankful today that he's put me on the right path and to walk that straight and narrow road. Because sometimes we say that the, the way is getting very wide because that's because of so many distractions that's going on around us. But we got to keep it straight and keep it, keep it our focus on Jesus. And as we do that, we'll be all right. Okay, in Malachi 3.10... It says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Are you going to have enough? Do you have enough room to receive what God has for you? Well, do you think that you have enough for whatever you need or want? To some, never, and to others, yes, I have enough. 
God has provided everything you need and he will give you the desires of your heart only if you do what he asks. And that is to believe, trust, and obey him. God has given us the tools and the knowledge to do his will. We have to step up and say, yes, Lord, I will obey. Now, we need to go to work and be proud that you serve a mighty, wonderful God so you can hear, hear from him. When he says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Those are very good words. So go and claim your inheritance to the kingdom of God because God has placed so much in your hands. Get up and claim it. Okay, and if you think that that is not enough, ask and God will pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Do you think you have enough room to receive what God has for Let me tell you the word say, I has not seen and ear have not heard on the things and the miraculous things that God has for his people. Okay, let me take you back to a dream I had one morning and uh this was that as I was sleeping in bed, I saw a man in a garage sleeping with his eyes wide open. Okay. I said, hey, he didn't move. I said, hey, and he still didn't move. He was staring straight ahead. And I saw uh, 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 gasoline or some kerosene being poured over his head and he still didn't move. Wow. Then all of a sudden the place was starting to smoke and fire up. Then I woke up. I was hoping that was not me. But I woke up. <laughs> I asked God, what was this dream about? He said, people who say they love me don't show it. And people who say they believe in me just sit and stare and fall asleep with their eyes wide open and don't know what is going on around them. And that is so true. We say that we love the Lord, but man, our hearts are so far from it. We hear people want to pick certain words out of the Bible just to suit their needs. And then the other words that they come, oh, well, that's not pertaining to me. Let me tell you something. All, all the, the entire Bible, the word of God pertains to you. You can't get around it. You can't escape it. It is there for our benefit. You know, somebody gave me the acronyms of Bible. You say basic instruction before leaving earth. You know, I think you should adhere to that because this is our only way of getting into the into the God's kingdom by believing in Jesus, accepting him as our Lord and Savior, and by doing his will, doing his work. You know, goodness doesn't get you there. It's the belief that you have in him and that your work that you show. You know, the word said, let my work be shown for me. You know, this is what you got to do. You got to get up off from duffers, get, get up off that TV stand, get out of that, that rocking chair, get off that sofa, you got to get out the car from driving all over the place and don't know where you're going, but you got to stop. You got to say, Lord, send me wherever you want me to go. Send me. OK, you just can't stay stagnated and, and say, well, you know, I'm going to let somebody else do it. No, you got to get up and do it. OK, then after that, <clears throat> when I asked God about that and he told me what it was, you know, they have to be awakened by fire. And that fire is the word of God. Okay, now in First Corinthians, uh, let me take you there, and I'm gonna start at verse uh, ten. This is First uh, Corinthians chapter three, and it says, "By the grace of God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. Take care of what you do. Build with care. That means that 
you don't want to bring in the garbage along with the good stuff. You know, garbage do stink after a while. So leave the garbage out. But let you let let your works be let your work be done before Christ because He's the one that gets the accolades, not you and not somebody else. Okay, you got to build your work with care. You can't let nobody know, especially your left hand, know what the right hand is doing. Okay, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ, and that's so true. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, straw. That work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. That's why God is saying, I will give you enough that you won't be able to, to obtain it. Okay? But... You got to open your, your mouth and open up your heart and say, okay, Lord, I don't think I have enough. I have room for more. I have a lot of room for more. And I'm asking you, Lord, to lay it up on me. Just let, let me go do what you want me to do. Okay. Um, he said, it is, if, if it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. Okay. You you want to... You wanna, you want to just lift the name of Jesus up so high that when you do, God will draw you in. Then you don't have to worry about what is being destroyed because he's your protector. He's the one that's going to be guiding you all the way. Forget about the circumstances that you're in. Put your focus on Jesus right now. Put your focus there. Okay. Let your light shine all the way. Not just sometime, but all the way. Okay, in First Corinthians 3.13, say each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If you're going to do good works, guess what? It's going to produce good fruit. If you do bad works, oh, you're going to have some stinky fruit. Okay, we don't like stinky fruit. Me, I, I can't stand stinky fruit. I really can't. But if you have some good work and you produce good fruit, you're going to have some good fruit. If you go out and you tell someone about Christ and tell somebody, say, hey, this is your way to salvation. And they accept them. Guess what? Your fruit has just exploded. You got good fruit. See, the, see, the Lord said 99 just won't do. If you, if, if you see one that's out there lost, go get that one. Because when a, one person is saved, the angels in heaven are shouting and dancing. You know, and Jesus said, I didn't come to save the saved. I come to save the lost. If you have people that, that, that does not know about Christ Jesus, then by all means, go and talk to them. Because this world is not getting any better. It is going down the tubes. It beginning even with Jerusalem, beginning with Israel. You see how far it went down. Go back and read the stories of what you hear about what had happened to Israel, how they were they were cast out, they were they were they were conquered, they were divided, they were exploited, you know. And here American is going the same route as they did because they have let all kind of crazy stuff come into this country. Immorality, murder, everything else. And guess what? God is saying enough is enough. We got to stop. We got to take back what Satan has tried to steal. And that's to be by bending our knees and bending our heads and talking and praying to the Lord. That's what we do. Because there is power in prayer. 
There's not power in a stale mouth, but there's power when a mouth opens up and start praying that uh, uh, to, to the Lord, our Savior. There's a lot of power behind that. Okay. He says that in uh, in 314, same 1 uh, Corinthians, if anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. So why would you work in vain? Why not get a reward for your work? Why not work for peanuts when you can have gold? Why do you have to work for a, a bucket of water when you can have the whole ocean? You know, this is this is the reward God is saying he wants to give you. He want to pour blessings upon you and blessings upon you where you, can't, you won't be able to stand it. Okay? So you can't say, uh, I've had enough. You got to say, Lord, give me more. Give me more. Okay? In uh, Corinthians 3.15, it says, If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet as though through the fire. When you go through the fire, it's a refining process. He's burning all the impurities off and only the, the good purified stuff is coming through. Okay. If you're being tried by fire, so what? Okay. God is saying, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refine you, my son, my daughter. I'm going to refine you. And when you come out, you're going to be pure. And that's what he wants us to be. Pure of heart. Because Matthew said that, 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 that those that are pure in heart will see God. Do you have a desire to see God? Or do you just want to sit back and not do anything? I just got to explain it to you where, where this, this world, this country is going. We got to do something. I just heard from my daughter who was in Hawaii. She said, Dad, they're talking about eliminating the Bible from our culture. The Bible, the word of God, really? Are they serious? Because when that happened, we won't have a culture. When that happened, we've had already said that we don't need God. Now you declare yourself as God and God said, say, I'm very jealous. You should not have any other God but me. So when you do that, now you ask for a disaster, not only disaster, but you ask for judgment to be brought upon you. And let me tell you some God judgment is nowhere near like man's judgment. I want you to hear me very well. God's judgment is nowhere near. Of what uh, uh, man's judgment, is nowhere near what God's judgment is. OK, get that straight. When we when we uh, um, when we are looking to gain a lot from God, we have to surrender a lot. Okay, and what I mean is that you yourself is the biggest thing to surrender to God. It's not it's it's not how we look or what we say. It's it's who we are. Do we worship Jesus for what he's done? Do we worship Jesus for what he is? Do you worship Jesus for of who he is? I want to worship Jesus for who he is. He is God. He's our Lord and Savior who came here, who hung on a rugged cross, and you can't even fathom what that cross would look like. But it was it was horrendous. It was painful. But yet he still willingly nobody forced him but he went there willingly and he hung on that cross he told him man don't take my life I lay down my life myself and I will pick it up again so what man has the power of God if God judgment come upon this planet 
Do you think man's judgment is going to trump that? Nowhere near. So, man, you better get it together. You better start thinking that you're, you, that you're God. You're not God. Okay? God is who he is. Okay? Then he says that um, we, we have to learn how to open our mouth and praise God. We need to learn how to, to give back what he's given us. We keep on thinking that we can do what God can do, but you got to understand, we are just mere human beings. We're just flesh and blood. That's all. God is spirit. You can't go and say, oh, I'm going to compete with God. Don't be mistaken there because, oh boy, you're out of your league. That's all I want to say. You're out of your league. All right. First Corinthians 3.16 said, do you know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? I hope you believe that when you are saved, you invite the spirit of God to be within you. But see, God said, I'm going to give you even more. I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit. But you have to ask. Go and ask. When you when you want something, do you go and take it? Or do you ask for it? You go and ask for it. People think that, oh, I'm baptized now, so therefore I have the Holy Spirit. No, you don't. You better get another thought coming. You ask. You ask. God's freely give. You freely receive. When you ask for the Holy Spirit, he give it. You freely receive it. He said, I will send back a helper. That helper will endow you with power. And he said, the works that I do, in these days, there will be greater works than he, than he. And I see these works are starting to happen right now. But it's got to be true believers and true followers of Christ Jesus. If you're not in that category, get there. Get there. Because if you're not there, you're going to be left behind. Don't do that. There's a lot of doors open to hell. But there's one to heaven. And that, that is through Jesus Christ. Like I say, the way is wide, but the power is narrow. Which, which route do you want to take? Me, I prefer the narrow path. Because I know if I'm going down a narrow path, I, ain't, I, I can't afford to put my foot to the left or put my foot to the right. I might step on something, might, something might step on me. So I'm going to stay on that path that Jesus has put me on. And once I do that, I know I'm going to be straight because he's going to make whatever's in my way move. That's why he said about faith. If you have faith of a mountain, of, of a mustard seed, you can say that mountain, mountain move. You move. Well, here's the same thing. When you're down that narrow path, God is there directing everything to get out your way. And through your faith, you are telling that path to stay straight. And you're going to stay straight. In 1 Corinthians 3.17, it said, if anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. What did I say about judgment? God's judgment is nowhere. A man's judgment is nowhere near like God's judgment. Okay? But God will destroy him for the temple of God is holy. So my question is now, which temple are you? Are you going to have a holy temple? Are you going to have a whole temple? A whole where nothing but holes are in it, all kind of corrupt things going to come out. That's not where Jesus lived. 
He wants to live in a temple that is swept clean, that is made holy. Got to be holy because he is holy. All right. He said in, in Corinthians, um, first Corinthians again, chapter two, verse 10, he said, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God, the deep things of God. Do you know anything that's deeper than what you have right now? I don't think so, because your mind is limited. But if you get into the spirit of God, he reveals things to you. Something you've never thought about in your life, something you've never seen in your life. But he will reveal that to you. Only thing you'll do is open your mouth and ask. Ask, okay? What more do you want besides the love of God? You know, I've asked a lot of people a simple question. Do you know people have all kinds of answers? I say, what can you give a person when they have everything? I want you to answer that question. What can you give a person when they have everything? You know, the first thing that comes to some people's mind, well, you can have money. No, <laughs> no, wrong answer. Well, you can have, you have cars. Nope, wrong answer. You have house. Nope, wrong answer. You have beautiful clothes. Nope, wrong answer. It goes back to the, to, to, to the question. What can you get when you have everything? Okay, answer that to yourself. All right. It is enough to have the love, the love of the Lord, or are you still looking for that thing you haven't put your finger on? But you know it out as you know it's out there somewhere. You just have to keep on looking until you find it. Okay. Well, if you stop and trust God, He will satisfy what you're looking for, and it will be well enough. If it is not enough, then you need to pray about it and say, Dear God, I have a problem. It's me. I need to find out about me. Who am I? You know, God will give you enough. You have to trust and believe he will take uh, take care of you morning, noon and night. While you awake and while you sleep every day of your life, he's there to take care of you. When you're weak, he strengthens you. When you're sick, he heals you. When you're alone, he will be your companion, be your friend. When you're tired, he'll give you rest. When you're confused, he'll give you wisdom. And when you're in pain, he'll give you medicine. When you think all hope is gone, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. When you need food, there's a little old Christian lady living next door to an, an atheist. Check this out. Every morning, the lady comes out onto her front porch and shouts, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. The, the old atheist, he yelled back, there's no God. And she does this every morning with the same result. He comes out, there's no God. As time goes on, the lady runs into financial difficulties and has trouble buying food. She goes out onto the porch and asks God for help with groceries. Then says, Praise the Lord. God will provide. The next morning she goes out onto the porch and there's the groceries she's asked for. Of course, she says, praise the Lord. The atheist jumps out from behind a bush and says, ha, I bought those groceries. 
there is no God. Then they looks at him and smiles. She shouts, praise the Lord. Not only did you provide for me, Lord, you made Satan pay for the groceries too. <laughs> so God does provide. He does provide. Okay. God has it all. And when you have God, you have enough. But as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God is a, oh man, he's an almighty God. And that's something that no man can deny. Even atheists can't deny that. Because if you ever talk to one and he tell them, there's no God, you tell them simple stuff. Well, who woke you up? Oh, I woke myself up. Who gave you the air to breathe? That stops them in their track. Who gave you the air to breathe? Okay, who made you? Who clothed you? Who fed you? You can't go out and say, well, I did it myself. I did it myself. Then you tell them, well, you're a liar. And Satan is your father. So with that, I just want to say, when enough is enough, it's not enough with God. Because he has a lot. And he wants to give us even more. We just have to be patient. And we have to just wait on him. It's because he wants to give us more. Every day of our life, he wants to give us more and more and more, and we have to be patient and receive it. Be a diligent servant. Go and do what thus says the Lord. When he talks to you, don't shut him out. Do like Isaiah and all of them say, Hear my Lord, send me. And when you do that, God will, oh, he will bless you so much. He will bless you so much. Go and do just that. Okay. Psalms 19 says that the words of my mouth and meditation in my heart be acceptable in that sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. May you all be blessed. And I send my warm regards to everyone. Until the next podcast. This is Pastor Abel saying, be blessed. Thank you.